Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Starship Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir. I'm joined by Kerry Warbis. Peter Fickling has pulled his usual trick when there's a stinker of a week in the Archers. <laughs> he decides to take a week off. Well, he's actually in his Christmas pyjamas surrounded by 15 cats. <laughs> where does he live? Hazelhurst, isn't it? That's where he moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, good luck to him. He stinks of piss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kerry, I mean, you know, for, uh, for, the, in, for the interests of um, keeping the pod afloat, an ad will appear at some point, but we were discussing our topics before we were getting on mm. here. What's the principal topic this week, Kerry? Death. Before we start to plough through the miserable pity fest mm. that was the Archers this week, let's stick that ad nice and early and then we can get stuck into it. Yes. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, Kerry, you kick off death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think the whole week was split into two camps, death and romance. And in the death camp, we've got death camp. Oh, that's that, a- that sounds terrible, <laughs> Kerry. If there's any kind of AI algorithmic thing going out there, this that means this show is getting pulled straight away. I'm sorry, everybody. You know what I mean, though. Um, the people who come under the death category... This week, top of that list, I think, was Brian. He was the first to appear on Sunday, spotting herons by the willow. And he's had a bit of a bumpy old time of it this week. He got quite cross with people during the week. And right at the very end of the week, he did a big shout, didn't he? Saying, I don't have to do anything. And I don't want there to be a funeral either. Uh, he was quite frustrated and he's not coping too well, is he? And the thing is, if he spends all his time in the hide, ignoring the fact that there needs to be a funeral and mm. watching herons, he might live to egret it. <laughs> I was in the Young Ornithologist Club. That joke is allowed. <laughs> Someone pointed out on Twitter, actually, Beris Connop, her name is, or his name, I think I said her because it sounds like Beryl, but it isn't. They said, have they forgotten that there's a plot of land that can be used for natural funerals? Did you see recently when um, Ivanka Trump died, Donald, loving 
ex-husband had her buried in the grounds of his golf course in Florida. And then someone pointed out afterwards, you only need one body to be buried on a plot of land for it to count as a cemetery and is therefore no longer tax susceptible. So he buried his ex-wife on his golf course so he wouldn't have to pay tax on the estate. Oh my goodness. Is that what Fred West was doing then? He was a man was a billionaire. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, but do you think once Brian gets wind of that? Um, it was Millennium Wood way or something so jennifer was involved linda was involved and it was brian's land so do you think we're getting to the point where it'll be a sort of wicker casket slash coffin buried in millennium wood possibly because brian doesn't want a funeral you don't have to have one do you you only need to register the death okay do not adjust your sets this isn't another artist podcast we are talking about death and funerals at length (laughs) But you just have to register, don't you? But uh, there doesn't need to be a ceremony, but you do have to bury or cremate. Yeah. My uncle, Zig, God rest his soul. He had a lovely humanist natural burial, not in a cemetery, in a field in Gloucestershire uh, with trees planted atop him. It wasn't Fred West, was it? No, darling. Okay. (laughs) No. Because he was from Gloucester. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, he was originally from the Forest of Dean. We heard last week Adam's gone off to do a pizza gig at a festival in the Forest of Dean. I was like, he's not coming back. Oh, one of my boyfriend's parents was from the were from the Forest of Dean, and even they said it was quite um, inbred there. It's a it's a funny place, the Forest of Dean. I'll just leave mm. it at that. Okay, um. <laughs> we're doing well so far, aren't we? Death camps, inbred, Death. nice. <laughs> Um, we're not for the faint-hearted, really. No, there was a point to all of that, there wasn't there. Oh, that you don't need to yeah. have to have a funeral, and yes. um, and you think Brian might just go for that option. It does seem to be the way he's he's, um, mm. he's pointing. Why not? Why not just let him do that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Why not let him be? I mean, leading on to the next person in the death camp, Alice. She's just exhausted me this week, and I know you know towards the end of the week she was ringing her counsellor person but she's just at people all the time isn't she don't do this don't do that have you done this yet have you done that yet and I know that may be her way of coping and grieving and and stuff but I'm not surprised Rory's gone away I was quite on his side this week Mm, well you said in previous weeks that Alice was quite suffocating yeah and She's suggested this week that she's been balancing it all and the family is falling apart around her. I like the way Lisa, I guess, do you call her a sponsor? I'm not quite sure what the correct term is. Just said, you can't be self-pity. <laughs> there was that big pause and Alice went, that's unfair. Yeah, no, it isn't. <laughs> was she suggesting that Alice is making this all about her uh, when it actually isn't? I mean, everyone is struggling a bit, but I wouldn't say Alice is having to hold everything together. All she's doing is nagging about the brochure to do the funeral. Just don't. Don't do that. See what happens. And one minute she was um, with Rory saying, oh, do come to the 
party. Do you come to the party? He's like, no, I'm all right. I want to stay here and just make a fire with you. And she persuaded him to go and get changed and go out there. Then he was having quite a nice time and he agreed to come back home early. So he didn't really, you know, he, yes, it was all right to get out there. But she said, you know, all I want really is to, for you. To, it makes me happy to see you happy. Next minute, she's shouting at him because he's brought <laughs> Max round to have a nice time. And Did you know that Max was had even left your house, Kerry? <laughs> yeah, I wondered where those Rizzlers had gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real shame that Mina isn't Mimi, isn't it? Yeah. That, that would be so excellent. Max and Mimi. But I do you know what I mean though? I, I part of me was thinking, God, leave him alone. All he, all he's done is sort of bring someone back. And I know it's her living room and she's got a two year old. And then I started thinking, now hang on, Kerry, you were annoyed when Jacob's brother, who I've already forgotten his name, Eric, Eric, slightly moving a coffee table <laughs> in someone else's <laughs> home. And this week I'm going, oh, it's all right if you bring some shags on the coffee table. It's almost as if you decide who is in the right and the wrong if you like the person who's been wronged, isn't it, Kerry? Yes. It was, no, yeah. no. I, I, do, I do have more sympathy and empathy with Rory than I do with Alice. Yeah, my big fear was that at the farmer's disco, Mm. that young farmer's disco, was that Alice was going to drink. You know, Rory had to tell tell Paul, like, no, like, it's not a and t And whether it was going to be that Paul just thought, oh, to hell with it, I'm going to buy her a drink, or she picks up the wrong... I've, like, been in a room with a a person Mm. who hasn't drank for 10 years and has wrongly sipped a and thinking it was their lime and soda. And pretty much everyone else in the room freaked out and that person didn't. And they just went, it's yeah. okay, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I liked her recollections about um, the previous young farmers' discos where she said, you know, there was a there was a picture of me dancing on a combine harvester with a scarecrow. And I was like, what, Chris did a selfie? <laughs> I, I thought she meant Chris as well. She thought it was a scarecrow. It was her husband. <laughs> Have you ever been to a young farmer's disco, Kerry? No, I love how you keep saying disco as well. It sounds terribly old-fashioned. But that wasn't... Well, what was it? Young farmer's night? Party or something, wasn't it? All right. Well, when yeah. I went to... A, went to what I've been to two, and they were called young farmer's discos. Yeah. So I... Uh, one was in Aysgarth. In... Is that in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> it's in Yorkshire. Sounds like it, t- doesn't it? Aislingard yeah. or something. There, there, There is something that begins with A's something mm. in the... Yeah, one was in Aysgarth and the other one was in Beverly. I know that one, that's not a joke. That's um, Hull, isn't it, Way? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my principal memory, because it was 1996, the one in yeah. Aysgarth, was that it was lots of... Wait for that, that mother... That's a Lord, Lord of the Rings sound there. Is that Sauron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my principal memory of it was that it was a lot of men in kind of Polonex and baggy jeans mm. with the chain over the top of the Polonex kind of hanging. Oh, yeah, do. great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole thing was Lovely. like a, a catwalk for Burton's or Foster's menswear, as I recall. Mm. Uh, lots of um, jeans and shoes, like Lovejoy, you know? Yeah. Like dress shoes, but with jeans. And uh, Bad because jeans, it was not, yeah, because it was 1996, I seem to remember like a lot of terrible music like cast and oasis oh dear yeah and they think that they're being really sort of 
rebellious and rock and rolly type thing, do they? Oh, I'll tell you what, they, I mean, it went off because there isn't much else to do around those places. The ones that seemed to be getting the most respect were, were the dry stone wallers. That wasn't the band that was booked to play. That actually was the people that make the dry stone walls. Yeah, I was going to say, give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for the dry stone wallers. Yeah. They come on and do a, do a load of Oasis covers. But no, that, that's who they were. Oh, why did they get respect? I mean, dry stone walling is a good thing. I like it. It's, I, love a dry, I love a dry stone wall. I, I guess they were considered the alpha males of the group. Ah, humping rocks about. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's one stage after going on a quest for fire, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that is Chris, isn't it? <laughs> we had Nola Tando back. You loving it, Kerry? Don't care about her, really. She's got a, her voice keeps changing. I didn't know it was her a couple of times. I think it's quite nice. She's winding Freddie up a little bit, isn't she? Trying to get him to cop off with people and get numbers, and he's a bit reluctant to do that. She's very quick, Lily. Got over the asshole boyfriend, hasn't? And, and actually, Brian said, "Are you missing him?" And she said, "Oh, you're the only person who's asked me that." So I thought that was quite a nice little touch. Yeah, what's his name? Coyote or something. Oh, I don't know. I enjoyed having her back purely because she brought that whole bunch of the youth back together, didn't she? Suddenly you had Rory, her, Freddie. You had Ben being talked about off mic. Obviously, he's not around this week. I did. I mean, I got really nostalgic for those. Do you remember when they spiked Lizzie with a magic mushroom risotto? (laughs) Nolatando and Freddie. Yes. And Elizabeth was just like, oh, this wine is good. I'll have to buy this again. And Nola Tando was like, that, that was when she, she impounded Freddie's passport because he yeah. off to the Isle of Wight and he couldn't go anywhere. I just remember, it's etched in my brain, Nola Tando saying, get your passport back while your mum's tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the best line ever in the Archers, I think. Yeah. But now look at her. She stopped drinking shots at 10. And went on sparkling water because she's not that that wild child any longer. Well, not only that, she quantified it by saying she's a teacher. Can I just say? (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you're not like that, are you? No, I've got a shot right in front of me now. (laughs) Do you? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my. What is it? And there it goes. Havana Club. Ah, I had a horrible shot last night. God knows what it was. It was after I'd been axe throwing. Oh, yeah. I saw the photo. <laughs> Did you? Is that all your children? Yeah, it is. Many with beards. Yeah, the shot was awful. I do like shots, though. Twacker, yum, yum. Anyway, Nolatando. She, oh, I can take her or leave her. You know, she might be a vehicle for stuff to happen, I guess. Tonight, she her main purpose was to be the one person that was calming Brian. Because when he was out with her, he got all of these messages didn't he? he was like oh my god mm. it's like two from alice three from your mother two from adam i was like well wait for that because adam probably texts at one syllable per message <laughs> bry um, oh I, yeah. I did like the bit where he said yeah to Will, i know what you're gonna say <laughs> and somebody even messaged us i think it might have been nina on facebook said like she was laughing about that and i was i really had a big laugh when he said mm. it's adam's big serious face asking yeah. me if i want to go for a fight he literally went i dread adam's big serious face at the door well there yes, was this thing that we, 
we talked about it last week. Um, I, I pulled the audio clips, but we couldn't sort it mm. out. Was that um, how Brian and Adam, when they sat on the Gills bench in the Gills garden, yeah. were reminiscing about when Alice came home as a baby. I had to listen back to when Brian had breakfast with Jim and Jazza after Martha had been born. And he said, after Kate was born, Adam made chestnut coffee. And, he went, and Jim went, what was that like? He went, revolting. <laughs> <laughs> it's very different. Reminiscing with Adam, reminiscing without Adam, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get Brian to slide him off. Yeah, exactly. Brian wouldn't say, God, dread your big serious face. <laughs> to, <laughs> to Adam's big serious face, would he? That would not happen. It was nice to not have Adam this week. Yay. But but going back to your point about Nolatando, it was really, really good. I was so relieved when she did say, look, just shut up, Alice. Let Brian yeah. say what he wants to say and be how he wants to be. That's been the problem with Alice this week, just like on people all the time, on Rory, on Brian. It's probably coming from a good place, but I don't want to hear it. Yeah, what do we think about her work with Freddie in terms of trying to set him up? What's, what's going on with Freddie? He's being portrayed as this enigma and mm. a man of mystery. Yeah, because Nolotando said, oh, God, what is it with you? By, by day, you're the lord of the manor, and by night, you're a DJ. And Freddie just went, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Best way to, I really would love to go back in a time machine and go to that um, farmer's <laughs> disco thing and went and see if that actually happened when I was at. It's the bull for fuck's sake. Oh, what no. is going on? Is it a bull horn? I mean, you have, Kenton surely isn't having any of that. I don't know. All, there was barely any sort of sound of the farmer's party, was there? Oh, really? I liked how I just remembered that Paul. When he was at the party, uh, not long after the air horn happened, <laughs> he was chatting to um, Alice about, and he said, oh, Chris, yeah, I've seen him shoeing horses at the stable. Yes. I bet you have. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean Chris just goes in when he's really angry and just starts kicking horses around? Shoeing them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Rough day at the office. Come here, you. <laughs> also, why do they need um, someone to tell people their future at oh, Freddy's DJ yeah. night? Because, you know, <laughs> Noel Tandu said she's his psychic for the night. Yeah, I know. I knew you would pick up on that. Uh, well, I don't disappoint. And then Kate. Oh, dear, oh, dear. She's still saying that spiritual home is not doing it for her. And she, she said uh, life is short. She has to do something to feed her soul. And I, I, I put a little note saying, ask Matthew is he, if he's doing something that feeds his soul. Um, well, funny you mention that because I've got a packet of pork scratchings here, <laughs> which I discovered in the back of the cupboard. Any of our social media followers will know. And they're best before the 15th of June, 2022. And the packet does seem a little like it has, like gas has emitted oh. from the pork scratchings. Like it's a little, okay. it feels a little bloated. Have you opened it yet? No. Should I open it, Kerry? Yeah, definitely. Open it. Have okay. a whiff. All right. That no I just realised on the microphone that noise is met playing Merry Hell with the sound. Oh God. Is the smell bad? Yeah. Luckily, I brought a peg to close it if it was bad. To put on your nose. 
they're very stale. I won't be eating them. Oh, right. Okay, that's disappointing. Uh, so there you go. There's no porking, just a pegging tonight, listeners. Sorry to disappoint <laughs> you. That was a very short-lived segment for a, for a, a social media build-up, wasn't it? I was very excited that they were going to still taste good, but they didn't. But on a, on a meaty topic, I had a strange meat encounter yesterday at my workplace. I ate some 3D printed steak that isn't steak. Please let me think of a pun very quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I had pretend steak, you know, it's for vegans, that was 3D printed out of different layers of fat and protein, fat and protein, fat and protein, until it gets the texture of steak. And the 3D printer is a huge machine the size of a, of a small room. And it tasted of steak and it had the texture of steak. I reckon my vegan colleague might be doing this because we keep on getting a paper jam in the printer. <laughs> yeah. So that was an interesting thing. Apparently Marco Pierre White uses it in his restaurant. Well, he's changed his tune. <laughs> I mean, that's not all he serves. <laughs> but 3D printers are mad, aren't they? No, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Any photos, Kerry? There must be. I can get my hands on some. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought, did you take any photos? No, I didn't. Event? I didn't. I was just shoveling it in my face. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's okay. No photos. I don't, I don't find that hard to believe. No. <laughs> please, please, please let the electric charging point up at Hollow Tree be someone who's going to 3D print meat and put all of the farms <laughs> out of business in the arches. Yes. It could, couldn't it? Because the person who made this 3D printer was a farmer prior to this, a cattle farmer. Anyway, we digress, don't we? But yeah. Well, do we? I don't know if we do. Well, maybe we don't, though. They can 3D print everything that's in the archers. (laughs) I mean, just to quickly give them a shout out, if it's not too much of a swerve. Ruth and David, very romantic this week. (laughs) I thought we were talking about 3D things, not 2D things. <laughs> we didn't hear his music. I really wanted to. I think it's Sultans of Swing on repeat. Oh yes, probably. That was a funny scene, wasn't it? Because she was like, "David, David, are you here? I got your text." And I thought someone was going to just club her around the head <laughs> in the dark <laughs> barn or something, and it was all some sort of yeah. ruse. Rob's back. Yeah. Um, so he had got a oh fairy lights. They were heart shaped fairy lights. He'd got blankets and cushions. He had to say it to Ruth, who was looking at the blankets and cushions. Here are some blankets and cushions. And a bridge farm hamper. I was a little bit annoyed because I was already predicting what kind of blue-veined joke I was going to make. And someone (laughs) got there before me on the Facebook group. Oh, did they? I loved how Ruth said, um, I've only got your card and haven't written it yet. Although it was the day before Valentine's, wasn't it? Because they were going to be babysitting the next night. Pip was going to the young farmer's shit, wasn't she? Oh, yeah, we didn't hear her, did we? Thank God. Yeah, I wonder if she was there with Lottie. Oh, could be. But David gave Ruth an amber necklace. And I was thinking, (laughs) is that like when you pit on someone instead of come on them? (laughs) Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
it wasn't a pearl necklace. It's an amber <laughs> necklace. It's only a little joke. But yeah, no, I, I'm, um... I'm hoping there are people listening who don't know what a pearl necklace is, and you wonder uh... what on earth I'm talking. About. Yeah, because we, there oh. was something we talked about a while ago. Oh God. And somebody got in touch to say, I'm sorry, what were you talking about when you mentioned this? Sir? And I can't remember what oh, it was. Dear. Yeah, and it's Pip's birthday coming up. That was mentioned, wasn't it? They ordered a present and luckily it arrived in time. God knows what it is. Oh, I didn't hear that bit. Ruth was very relieved that the present had, had arrived just before the birthday. I reckon it's um, an adult-sized spider costume. <laughs> well, I hope it's not an amber necklace from David. <laughs> oh, God. it's often said that me and peter left our own devices run amok but you know what's the excuse this week kerry because you're here no i don't know and um you you you're meant to be as they say of alice Mm. decades wiser oh thanks no i'm joking not even a decade is it? i've now got that image of you know that old woman from the titanic that meme of that shriveled, yeah, that shriveled crone. She's got a bloody necklace as well. She has, yeah. Don't she? Oh, uh, that's me. That is, yeah. Hey, it's my birthday coming up soon. Anyway, oh no, does that mean me and Pip are the same? <laughs> Why is Freddie reluctant? Is he in love with Chelsea? Well, it's definitely, there's something going on, isn't there? Because he's like, well, you know, also stop pushing people towards people. I don't like that. It's like, you know, when parents make small children become friends and they don't want to be and all of that. And she she thought he was saying that he'd got her number for macho posturing. He could well be in love with someone else. I liked his tone when Nolatanda was saying to him, She's really into you. You should go over and talk to her and blah, blah. And in the end, he's like, all right, I'll f*** her. (laughs) Stop asking. Okay, I'll do it. Poor love. People should leave people alone to do their own stuff, to do their own shit. That was another theme this week, I think. Yeah, people meddling in other people's business, wasn't it? Yeah. Speaking of which... Did you ever watch Father Ted? Michael Redmond played Father Stone, who was the really boring priest that came to stay with them on the island. He was completely deadpan, like moustache and grey hair. Oh, yeah. He he just sat there and never wanted to do anything. I think I saw him at Jester's Comedy Club years ago. Stuart Lee highlighted this. He he used to come on and say a series of really weird one-liners with a deadpan Mm. face, dressed in like a bus station loony outfit. His most famous one is he He just used to walk on stage and say, mm. a lot of people say to me, get out of my garden. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we've had, yeah, yeah. we've had Brian in the Gills garden <laughs> and now we've had Roy and Kirsty. Oh, yeah. F***ing around in Brian's. in Brian's garden and he sent them packing and then he shows up later in the week yeah, uh, you know Brian's just at home with binoculars. Anything but the funeral. What's going on? Will's yeah. having some trouble with his coolant in his car. Yeah. What's going on over there? Oh, Kirsty and Roy are packing stuff into the back of a van. He just suddenly pops up. I mean, if you wanted to milk it, you could get Brian to be an odd job man till the end of time. Because <laughs> yeah. later on he was going, "Ah, uh, could you finish off the garden, please?" Yeah. Oh, when talking of Roy and Kirsty, um, 
and the dresser with the lights around it and everything. Um, I thought, couldn't they give that to Chelsea? Well, yeah. Because they're taking it to a charity shop, aren't they? But also the scene where they were trying, they were humping the stuff into the car. Alice and Brian were talking to each other and he'd said, I went out with Will for a bit and talked about the man with the 15 cats in Hazelhurst wearing his Christmas jams. Hello, Peter. (laughs) Brian was sick of Tony and Lillian's dramatics and hoped it would be over by the funeral. And then Alice was going, look, have you picked the funeral uh, casket? Have you ever? And he said, why is it called a casket? What's wrong with the word coffin? And then the next scene was Roy and Kirsty going, do you think it'll fit in the boot? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Brian had gone, could you, like, just in the back of your car? I mean, one of the, it's a slippery slope, that, isn't it? Like, getting <laughs> fed up of the semantics. Like, oh, we can't say, yeah. I don't want to say brochure and I don't want to say casket you know I'm no longer going to say Jenny I'm going to say corpse yeah Yeah, he's not far off that is he he had that moment with Will didn't he when he said Jenny would say oh yeah and then he went she said and then he paused again and then he said no she would say because used to and would are to talk about sorry shit teacher mode are to talk about past habits of course yeah said is just the past simple so he has mm. to admit that that's some. Um, if you say she used to or she would say, you admit that that's a routine in the past that no longer happens. Yeah. And he caught himself there and then he realised, no, that is applicable here. Mm. You were a little bit cynical about old Will, weren't you? I, I quite like that mm. stuff. Well, part of me was thinking, I had a word with myself and I said to myself, I said, Kerry, <laughs> I said. Did you? I, when was I all sound, of this? After like, you got in I, last I, night? I sound like Norm Macdonald. I said to myself, I said. Um, I said, am I just sometimes just contrary for the sake of being contrary? And then I said to myself, no, you're not. (laughs) I actually found Will giving advice. I know what they're doing. It's a very touching scene. He's gone through bereavement and he was, you know, a, a helping hand to Brian, who's struggling. He's obviously spotted it. I think he made up the whole thing about the radiator and the car. And he certainly made up the thing about the maps on his phone not working and will Brian get in the car and be a map. But it just, because it's Will, him giving advice to anyone just slightly jars on me. And I was it sort of made me laugh a bit sometimes. Well, the catalyst for all of that was that would say, she said, would say bit. I think the, the problem with the car was genuine. He didn't like arse his car up (laughs) just so brian would get in the car with him it was only that where he said oh maybe you could come on the rounds with me i'm giving will too much credit there i thought he literally had sort of pulled up outside the house and said his radiator needed some water i didn't think it was like that i think it was only when brian caught himself with the past tenses that will thought okay why don't you jump in the car with me um but yeah i just like now that Will gets to go back and it'll be a, a saying in with all the Grundies, here comes Adam's big serious face <laughs> whenever they see him. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we, we haven't talked about Rory that much and the Julianne thing. Oh, yes. Julianne and Justin and all of that. Aye, and, aye. and Justin and Rory. Because Justin was quite taken aback 
wasn't he? Mm. Which is a bit strange because I got the impression when he bumped into them, either in London or Birmingham, where it was, he was like, oh, I see what you're... It was a bit like um, that old Fry and Laurie sketch where Stephen Fry says, the boardroom and the bedroom are two sides of the same agenda. (laughs) I thought that was kind of... It was, he went very Swiss Tony, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. In the fast yeah. show. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he's pearl clutching. To him, it was more reprehensible that this was a transactional business agreement rather than that Rory was her boyfriend. Or are we being massively naive? And he did know it. He just wanted to hear the words so he could then go back and use that with Rory as leverage. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He could have done. But what it did do was it gave Julianne the opportunity to lay into Justin about the fact that, you know, people seem to think it's acceptable for an older man to have a younger woman on it on their arm. But when it's when the tables are turned, you don't really like it, do you? It was good to hear her explain it, though, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would love for her to return mm. as some psychotic my business deal got scuppered because you spoke to the other side or you filtered information but the actor actually said and that's it for julianne she did yeah she announced it on twitter didn't she yeah but she would say that wouldn't she oh julianne yes but she clearly loved playing her didn't she from her tweet uh what what a ride it's been she said or something naughty yeah yeah, it's a shame in in a way that she, uh, well, last week I was saying I'm glad she's gone, and I am because she was awful. But she does stir the pot. So Justin, it's it, so Justin is now using that information against Rory to try to get him to give Justin information about the business deal, which is to do with Bill. It's all that's quite convoluted, isn't it? Yeah, at which Rory was really shite at first. He was like, "It's okay. What have you got for me?" He was like, well, his name's Bill. Justin's like, I yeah. know that. He's a, he's a man. Yeah, I, I could get all this from... Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's about like, to think... retire. Yeah, yeah, great. Thanks. I know he's 65. <laughs> uh, but he then revealed that there were people on the board who were not happy that Julianne had won that contract because she hadn't bid enough. And he wants to know the name of that person, doesn't he? Who could it be? Who could it be? Martin Gibson. Oh, yes. Could well be. Yep, yep, yep. And what is the deal? God knows. The electric car charging port and hollow well, tree. That's the only deal we've got in our script, isn't it, at the moment? We need something to connect the dots. I'm uh, not that interested, though, are you? No, not really. Um, <laughs> there you go. There's some diamond insight from an archer's <laughs> podcast there just going to give a little plug for our instagram which is at the cider shed pod uh, i'm going to be very careful when i talk about instagram because they suspended my personal account this week for reasons unknown and then i had to do all manner of weird pokery jiggery to get it back without and there's no explanation when they do that you never find out why they did it they just do it Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we have a Facebook group, which was mentioned earlier in this podcast, which is the Cider Shed Podcast. Kerry, Twitter? Yeah, Twitter is at the Cider Shed Pod. Lots of fun stuff happens there uh, on the tweet along. If you haven't done the tweet along before, I recommend it on Twitter. Hashtag the archers. Um, it all kicks off during the omnibus, particularly, but also the midweek episodes. So get get amongst it. So if you want to leave us a five star review as well, you can go to Apple Podcasts. Some people struggle with the the whole Apple thing, so we've uh, we've had some reviews that have been sent in through other formats on instagram kate centers uh funnier than the show itself and worth listening to f- for the cockring anecdote alone kerry mm. what was the cockring anecdote what did didn't peter say he always wears one? Oh, did he <laughs> no I've just well he's not that. here to, <laughs> i was gonna say he's not here to defend himself <laughs> it's a big thing in swindon apparently <laughs> okay we need a swindon <laughs> jingle Welcome to Swindon. You'll never leave. Welcome to Swindon. You'll never leave. You'll never leave to Swindon. To Swindon. To Swindon. So anyway, funnier than the show itself and worth listening to for the Cockring anecdote alone. I look forward all week to each episode which fills the archerless void that is Saturdays. Love it. Can't recommend it enough. Well, that's it. If you're a patron, you get the uh, you get the podcast on a Saturday, which is the unholiest of archer-free days. <coughs> Kerry, hopes for next week? More death? I mean, a lot of people have been saying on social media that the archers have been appalling. Yeah, I mean, I did tweet, actually, that um, there was one minute to go for a chance of levity this week. This was at sort of like, you know... 14 past seven and I put maybe Rory's trousers will fall off <laughs> and then in brackets again <laughs> well Alice comfortably forgot although she did remind herself later that she brought Daryl or Darren home that yes. day do you remember of course I do oh she's such a judgy twat okay well I mean you know Lisa gave her a firm talking to yes that was good when she said you know she thinks of her disease as that sly slippery monster doing press-ups in the car park and it's like she's talking about lee yeah <laughs> i just hope brian is going to be okay it was good to hear him just let rip a bit like just shout a bit and get upset do that so i think it was possibly cathartic for him to do that at the end and i hope that he is okay next week yeah me too kerry um plans for the weekend uh going out tomorrow afternoon in brighton with a friend. Is this Kerry the sock puppet? <laughs> no, a lovely woman called Mand who's on Twitter. She's um, chocolate teapot on Twitter, but she's not a um, archer's person. No, she's, well, props to her this week. Woman. <laughs> yes, not a mentalist then. Well what about done. you? What are you doing, Matthew? Well, it's carnival here, so I don't ah. have to go back to work until Thursday. Wow. I should be absolutely going off like a young farmer at a young farmer's disco. Mm, no yeah. no firm plans, just relax, chill out. It's going to be about tw- in the low 20s this week, a bit sunny. Just... Oh, lovely. It's foggy and wet here. Oh, the heating is now officially off for the for the rest of the year until around November. Lucky bastard. 
<laughs> you lucky. What? I'm trying to remember lucky. that show. Lucky, oh, lucky bastard. It's, it's Life Monty of Brian, Brian, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> lucky, lucky bastard. Well, on, that... <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, Kerry, uh, much love to you and yours. Uh, much and love you. to all the listeners. And um, please forgive Kerry and I for having to deal with what was an absolute pitiful pity fest of a week in Ambridge. Mm. See you next week. See everyone. Bye. Hang on. Mm.